In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The 10th, or is it 11th session? Penance and Reconciliation. God calls each and every Christian to become a saint. This means living in the state of grace. We lose the state of grace when we commit a mortal sin. Mortal sin kills the life of grace and breaks off our relationship and union with God. The sacrament of penance and reconciliation, it's also called confession, was instituted by Christ to give sins committed after baptism, to forgive sins committed after baptism. Being God, Jesus has the power to forgive sins. He has given that power to his apostles and their successors. Priests act in the person of Christ, in persona Christi. In other words, it is Jesus himself who forgives sins in confession. Whenever the priest says, I absorb you from your sins. Penance and reconciliation is the sacrament instituted by Christ to forgive sins committed after baptism. Before going to confession, we should make an examination of conscience, a good examination of conscience. Examination of conscience means remembering our sins. Yeah? Remembering our sins. We can use the Ten Commandments. The acts of the penitence required for a good confession are contrition, confession of sins to a priest, and doing the satisfaction. Contrition is sorrow for, of soul, hatred for sin committed and the resolution not to sin again. We are supposed to tell the priest all the mortal sins we have never confessed, specifying the number of times for each. If we feel ashamed and deliberately hide a mortal sin from the priest in confession, none of our sins are forgiven. If we forgive, if we forget our mortal sin in confession, all our sins are forgiven, but we need to confess the sin in the next confession. It is not necessary to confess venial sins, but the church strongly recommends it that we also confess venial sins. The church strongly recommends confession of venial sins because it helps us form our conscience, fight against evil tendencies and progress in the life of the spirit. So to speak, you get power and the strength to fight, the fortitude to fight those particular weaknesses. Satisfaction is the fulfillment of the penance imposed by the priest and the reparation of damage caused by our sins. The seal of confession means that no priest is ever allowed under any circumstances to mention the sins someone has told him in confession. So there's no fear in confession because those sins will never be repeated. Actually, the priests forget. They usually forget almost immediately. The anointing of the sick, the other sacrament, the anointing of the sick. 
Jesus instituted a sacrament to help those who are in danger of death because of sickness or old age. Anointing of the sick gives Christians a special grace from God to console them and help them face death with a spirit of hope. This sacrament leads the dying to unite their lives and their pain to Christ and his suffering on the cross. It also helps them abandon themselves with trust in the hands of God. Anointing of the sick is the sacrament which gives strength and spiritual comfort to a Christian who is in danger of death because of sickness or old age. We call it viaticum, yeah? uh, food for the journey, yeah? because they receive the Eucharist. Any Christian who has reached the age of reason and is in danger of death because of sickness or old age should receive anointing of the sick. So. The effects of the anointing of the sick are it increases sanctifying grace, unites the sick person to the passion of Christ, forgives sins if the sick person could not go to confession, gives strength to endure suffering, restores health if God so wishes, prepares for death. Yeah, so this anointing of the sick, when we notice our elderly are sick, it's very important to call the priest to anoint them. Then there's this sacrament, the sacrament of holy orders. Because of baptism and confirmation, all Christian faithful share in Christ's priesthood, what we said initially, the common priesthood. But those who receive the sacrament of holy orders enter into the ministerial priesthood. They enter into the ministerial priesthood. Which is essentially different from the common priesthood of the faithful. Holy orders gives the person who received it, receives it a sacred power, which is none other than the power of Christ himself. The one who receives holy orders is enabled to act as a representative of Christ, head of the church in his triple office, priest, prophet, and king. As in the case of baptism and confirmation, this share in Christ's office is granted once and for all. The sacrament of holy orders confers an indelible spiritual character and cannot be repeated or conferred temporarily. So once a priest, a priest forever. Holy orders is the sacrament which makes a man a deacon, priest, or bishop. Holy orders to the three degree of the sacrament, deacon, priest, and bishop. The main duties of a priest are to celebrate Mass, to hear confession, to preach the word of God, to administer baptism and anointing of the sick, to give spiritual guidance. We need to foster vocations to the priesthood because the church needs many, many, many holy priests to celebrate Mass and hear confession. How can we foster this? By praying for priests, by living good, by by having good Catholic families, yeah, and really venerating the priesthood, yeah, respecting the priesthood, venerating the priesthood, and praying for many, many holy priests.
that is it for today in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen